good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. Well, good morning and welcome back to today's show. Now, just quickly, thank you to everybody who subscribed. I sent the newsletter out yesterday at six o'clock, but since then I've received some more subscribers. So I will resend that newsletter out to them as well. I'm also planning a weekly newsletter after that, which will have bits and bobs about Thailand, places to go, restaurants to eat and stuff like that, that hopefully will be of interest to you, along with the top stories from the week in news here in Thailand. Also, if anybody has any questions about the Thailand past or unsure about things or coming to the country or have any kind of questions like that, feel free to email me directly off the website, www.thaiexpatdaily.com. It's down in the description. You can find the link there. And I'm always happy to try help people. I've answered quite a lot of questions in the last few days and I will continue to do so if questions are sent to me. So anyway, we're going to jump into today's show and I hope you enjoy it. Six more Thai provinces added to watch lists due to rising COVID-19 infections. Thailand's Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration has added six more provinces to its watch list, in addition to the southern border provinces of Yala, Patana, Naritowat and Songkla due to concerns over a rising trend in new COVID-19 case infections. CCSA spokesperson Dr. Apisama Singhasan said today that Nakansi Tamaran the south, Chiang Mai in the north, Khan Ken in the northeast, the western province of Dak and two eastern provinces of Rayong and Chantaburi are on the list. She said that tighter controls like those already in force in the southern border provinces will now be imposed to contain the spread of the disease, pointing out that new infection clusters have emerged from funerals, weddings at schools and among migrant workers. According to the CCSA, 58.8% of Thai population have received their first vaccination shot and 42.9% have received both doses, but only 11.9% of 500,000 pregnant women are fully inoculated. According to the COVID-19 Information Centre, today Thailand recorded 8,165 new COVID-19 cases. Meanwhile, the Operations Centre of the CCSA today agreed to assign police, troops and local administration officials to check the readiness of businesses in Bangkok as a priority to make sure they meet the requirements for reopening. The centre, which met today, has expressed concern over continuing infections in provinces which are now open to foreign tourists without the need for quarantine on arrival, but expressed hope that the Thai people will strictly comply with the basic health safety measures. Tomorrow the centre will meet with representatives of the tourism sector and remind them of the need to adhere to the measures set by the CCSA even though qualified tourists are no longer required to enter quarantine. So that's a little bit of information about some cluster areas within the country that have popped up and most interestingly is Chiang Mai which is now part of the blue zone reopening as they call it which is meant to receive foreign tourists. The numbers there have actually been going up quite a lot over the last couple of weeks and they stemmed from a couple of markets in the area and now have kind of spread out as well. Chiang Mai is a place that is in desperate need of tourism so with the beginning of November 1 to open up this is kind of bad news for them and you know devastating news at the end of the day too because I think it will keep people away but it will not keep me away because I do plan to go 
to Chiang Mai at the end of this month and assuming everything is okay I will go and see the place because it's been a while since I've been there over a year ago and I'm quite interested to see how it's developed since the pandemic you know has progressed as well through it because when I was there a lot of things weren't open but I heard it got gotten a lot worse so let's see whether things have reopened with the promise of tourism or if they're still the same as well so I'll hopefully bring that to you in a few weeks time. And next up is a story that I get asked a lot about, and that's Joe Ferrari, six former cops to be prosecuted over fatal torture of suspect. Four charges, including murder by torture or brutal acts, will be filed with the public prosecutor tomorrow against Titasan Yutapan, aka Joe Ferrari, and six other former police officers for allegedly suffocating a suspect to death with plastic bags. The Deputy National Police Chief told the media that the officers handling the case have wrapped up their investigation and are ready to submit the case to public prosecutors. The three other charges to be filed against the seven former police officers all attached to Nakhonsawant Muang District Police Office are malfeasance in office, negligence of duty and coercion. Regarding the 400 smuggled luxurious cars reportedly seized by Titusen over the past several years and which earned him substantial rewards from the Customs Department, Police General Suchart said that the investigation of the case is about 80% complete, adding that they have uncovered several suspicious matters relating to the reward claims. Police have impounded about 131 million baht worth of suspected ill-gotten assets from Joe Ferrari, which included a 57 million baht house in a Bangkok suburb and two dozen expensive cars and 18 guns. So that's our little update about Joe Ferrari. So yeah, he looks like he's going to be going to trial and uh, by the time the police have divvied up all his uh, assets, uh, that 80% investigation nearly complete will be down to uh, no case to be found. The assets have all uh, magically disappeared. Who knows? But I, I, I can tell you a lot of those cars will never be seen again. And uh, I wonder what will happen to his assets. I mean, in a lot of countries, they would be seized by the government and then sold off. And then that money would go back to the public. But I wonder what will happen in this case here. It'll be interesting to follow this when it actually gets to court and what kind of sentence he will get for all of this and next up, transport woes dim reopening. Insufficient vehicles and more expensive transportation costs at the airport on the first day of reopening prompted tourism operators to urge further relaxation of transport permits. The acting president of the Chanbury Tourism Council said only vehicles with yellow or green license plates can pick up tourists at the airport, but the number of available vehicles is not enough to serve tourists, while the price is also higher than usual. Under the test and go scheme, tourists can book the first night with hotels in Bangkok or go directly directly to nearby destinations like Pattaya to wait for their RT-PCR test results. He said the flow of tourists will run more smoothly if general license plates are granted permission to pick up tourists with drivers being registered with the airports of Thailand during the first stage of reopening. He said lifting capacity limits in vans from 3 to 4 to 8 to 10 passengers from the same flight will reduce transportation costs to Pattaya, which are normally 2,000 baht per person, making the price more competitive with Bangkok, which costs less than 500 baht per person. Besides restricted licenses, vehicles for travellers have to get SHA plus standard. He said tourism operators will discuss the issue with the Provincial Transport Office and the Provincial Office of Tourism and Sports to facilitate tourists. 
Mr. Tanette said 90% of bookings in the first week were test and go travellers who booked just one night as they already have apartment families or workplaces in Chanbury, while 10% are tourists looking for extended stays of more than one night in Pattaya. He said as India is already included in the updated list for test and go, the Thai ambassador to India informed that commercial flights are estimated to start around mid-November depending on the air travel policy of both countries. The updated list including neighbouring countries like Laos and Myanmar, while the Philippines, Vietnam and Indonesia will open more opportunities, said Punlap Seju, president of the Tourism Council of Chiang Mai. Besides travellers from South Korea, Singapore and Taiwan, our neighbours are potential markets for Chiang Mai he said. Meanwhile, Charintap Tia Porn, president of the Tourism Council of Krabi, said Krabi is now opening the whole province with the occupancy rate growing to 20% from 10% in October. But Krabi Airport is not reopened as planned because its terminal expansion faced delay. And our next story is 4,510 arrivals in the first two days, six have COVID. There were 4,510 arrivals through Suwanapum Airport on Monday and Tuesday after the country's reopening to vaccinated tourists on November 1, with fewer than 1% testing positive for COVID-19, according to the government. Releasing the data on Wednesday, Dr. Sumani Wancharasin, Hazard Communication Director of the Department of Disease Control, said the top five countries of origin were Japan with 725 arrivals, followed by Singapore with 387, Qatar with 365, Germany with 263, and China with 273. Testing on arrival revealed three visitors were infected with COVID-19 under the test and go process for fully vaccinated travelers from specified countries. This was 0.07% of all visitors under the test testing go process, she said. Another three arrivals were subject to quarantine also tested positive. They accounted for 0.94% of all visitors in this group, she said. In the 17 provinces reopened for tourism, more than 50% of residents have received their first COVID-19 vaccination dose. Nankai was the exception with 47.3%, Dr. Sumani said. She said that among the 17 reopened provinces, Chiang Mai re- reported 322 new COVID-19 cases on Tuesday in sixth place nationally. So as many people know, Thailand reopened to the test and go scheme, which is basically means it's quarantine for one night. And if you're negative after that test, you can head off to Thailand and do as you wish. And that was launched under the Thailand Pass scheme, which I've done a video about. And you can see the link above there. And you can click that if you want to know all about the Thailand Pass. Now, as of this morning, Thailand had registered 39,506 travelers who registered on the Thailand Pass website. And as of about 6.30 this morning, 6,484 of them uh, had been approved. Now, I saw some people have actually been approved within the first six to eight hours of getting their application through, which is really fast and that's really good. And I think that's very dependent on the type of QR code that you upload. If you don't have a QR code and you just upload the vaccination certificate, yours will be manually screened. So that means the person's going to have to look at it rather than the AI technology that's employed during this Thailand Pass scheme. A lot of people are getting this API issue. Apparently that has now been fixed. And I think these are just teething problems for the first day. A lot of people going to the website and stuff like this. So we have to give them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt because I don't think any website really works 100% on the first day. The issue with the Johnson & Johnson I read has been 
fixed. So you won't be asked for two vaccination dose doses for Johnson and Johnson because you only get one. It's a one dose vaccine. That's another good thing. How did the initial start? Now, a lot of people complained, yes, about the API problem and their information not being uploaded and many mistakes like that. But I think they get they got ironed out by the end of the day, which is certainly a positive thing. The Ministry for Foreign Affairs were very much on top of this and trying to get things fixed as people encountered problems. And that is a good thing. And they're being responsive, which is all we can really ask of them. Another question I was asked recently is if you change your dates of travel, do you have to get a new Thailand pass? Yes, you have to reapply all over again. But if the process is only going to take six to eight hours to get approved because you have a proper vaccination QR code, then that's probably, it's not too bad. It's just a little bit of hassle for people. And as I said, with the whole thing that you can't upload PDF documents and they have to be JPEG or PNG files, that causes a little bit of hassle and the converting of all that and whatnot. But in general, it seems to have worked well. Now, a funny story I saw today was, I don't know if any of you know about or follow Richard Barrow, uh, who he's a prolific tweeter here in Thailand, but he's been in London the last few days and he was just departing Thailand today, or sorry, just departing London today to come back to Thailand. And he presented his QR code and passport to the Thai Airways staff who told him he had to produce all his paperwork. And he had tried to explain to them that that's the point of the Thailand pass is you're meant to scan this code and you can see I've submitted everything and then you know it's just get the boarding pass and go through those little formalities so eventually I think some senior had to come down and explain to the staff that this is actually how you're meant to do it and it was it seemed as if the staff were not briefed on it and this is basically the national carrier who seemed to not know what was going on so let's hope these kind of things are ironed out with different airlines and we don't see problems like that because the point of the Thailand pass is once you get it you don't need to have your documents with you just show the code they scan the code you get your passport you show your pcr test that you're negative before you get in the plane and when you arrive in thailand and that's you done i think it's not ideal but it's better than what we've had before i think the certificate of entry was very cumbersome and it seemed to take a lot of effort you had to get pre-approved and then upload your documents after you're pre-approved and wait more time and i think this will be a lot quicker for people but i'm sure people have had issues and i'd love to know for people who've had issues please write down what they were in the comment section so you know we can look at them and find out what happened and try to give people advice for you know if it happens to them as well this is definitely a step in the right direction for thailand they have been very cautious about reopening as many people know so the idea that they're going to let you have one test and then do what you want is a big thing for thailand but i do see this disappearing in the future i mean i think it'll come down to maybe january february where it could be scrapped completely depending on how the rest of the world turns out as well you know and whether or not covid is raging in other countries and and things like that so there'll be many factors into whether this is cancelled and we just move on to show your vaccination certificate when you get to the airport and that's it and nothing else now insurance wise i think most people were okay with it and people have asked me whether the insurance will be cancelled now one thing to remember is this is ideal for the thai government they have always and for the last few years been pushing the idea that foreigners must have travel insurance when they come to thailand and they've always been trying to mandate it and make it compulsory now at the moment they've managed to do that and i'm wondering is this something that will continue for years to come because i think if people go back in time to remember they were going to put a surcharge on at the airport and that would include your insurance for your trip to thailand or they actually spoke about just making it mandatory that you had to have travel insurance when you came to thailand and covid has kind of provided them the excuse to make it mandatory now the insurance may stay for a while i think they want people to be fully covered here because they don't want the thai taxpayer to be picking up the check sometimes left by foreigners who come and can't afford to pay for their treatment after being in hospital because it has happened i think a lot of us know that this has happened you see people with gofundme pages because they didn't have insurance and they have an accident in thailand and everybody has to kind 
kind of chip in to help them. And I think they're trying to get go with the idea of having insurance and at least that burden is taken off the Thai taxpayer. That is probably one of the reasons behind it. Now, don't worry about these Thai policies that you've seen around. To me, those Thai policies are the biggest scam going on the planet. I was having a look through them last night and comparing them with other ones from abroad. And these policies in Thailand, they only cover the bare minimum. So they only cover the 50,000 US dollars for 4,500 baht, let's, let's say. They're not there to cover anything else. I mean, you can get a cheaper policy probably in your own country that will cover you for two or three million dollars. So they really are taking advantage, in my opinion, a lot of the Thai insurance companies. I haven't seen one where it says your travel insurance policy is 4,000 for the month and you're insured for two or three million dollars. It doesn't work like that. They've just taken the bare minimum that the government has set and they're charging you a premium for that. So my advice to anyone out there is to get insurance from your own country that covers COVID because 100% it's going to be cheaper than what they're charging in this country so just stay away from them completely that's my advice but we're going to keep an eye on the thailand pass we'll definitely be focusing on the arrival numbers over the next few weeks to see you know whether or not there is a surge of people coming or it's more like a trickle at the moment it seems like it was you know mainly a trickle of people the last day or two and i think it's going to be like that for the next month while people are still hesitant about coming to thailand and the thailand pass and the technology behind it and our next news story covid will determine booze time the 17 provinces taking part in the government's tourism reopening program are expected to be the first to reopen pubs and bars with licensing hours extended beyond 9pm if the COVID-19 situation doesn't worsen, the National Security Council chief said on Tuesday. At the moment, the Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration will stick to the 9pm deadline for serving and selling alcohol while an evaluation of the compliance rate and the COVID-19 situation is carried out over the initial 15 provinces, said General Support. He was speaking in his capacity as the chief of the CCSA's Operations Centre after a meeting at Government House on Tuesday with a group of tourism and hospitality business operators who were lobbying for closing times to be pushed back to 11pm. The centre is closely monitoring the outcome of the easing of COVID-19 restrictions on alcohol selling and there are discussions on the findings every two days which are then summarized into a full CCSA report every 15 days. There will be random inspections of venues to ensure compliance with alcohol sales restrictions he said. Any business caught breaking the rules will be the first to be warned and then legal action will later follow against those who repeat the misconduct, he said. The infection rate and hospital bed occupancy are likely to be the key metrics that determine a change of policy on November 15th, he said. Speaking after Tuesday's meeting with general support, Sanan Ankobokol, chairman of the Thai Chamber of Commerce, confirmed the desire among operators for an 11pm deadline. If the reopening of the country proves successful, the number of tours expected to visit between now and the end of the year is 600,000, as opposed to the 85,000 recorded between January and September. And next year, that number is expected to rise to about 10 million, he said. Mr. Sanan said he believes the situation in Bangkok has improved greatly at the rate of first doses has already reached 100% and more than 80% of the population have had both shots, although other sources have estimated these rates to be lower. I don't know what they keep talking about this 9pm because in Phuket all the restaurants are allowed open till 11pm. It's as if Phuket has become its own little independent nation and the government have forgotten completely about it. And just so you know, bars and clubs are all open in Patong at the moment. Walk down Bangla Road and you will see plenty of places to go have a drink and a good time. End of story. So it all depends who's running the province and I guess the people in charge. Now I have heard that the operators in Pattaya are very very annoyed about this right now because they don't understand why they are still shut. 
why restaurants can't open and serve alcohol. But in Bangkok, they can. And the situation is probably better in Pattaya than it is in Bangkok. So it's very, very confusing on why these decisions are being made. Now, I have heard in Bangkok that police are raiding bars at, or restaurants, whatever you want to call it, at 9 p.m. at night, searching for people drinking alcohol. Apparently, the governor of Bangkok actually said that if you have still have alcohol in your glass at 9 o'clock, you should either throw it out or drink it in one gulp and, and get rid of it. Some of the stuff that's been said is a bit crazy, but there are police raiding places at nine o'clock checking that there's no more alcohol being drank in the place. And I have seen people who've been, you know, they see the police coming and they just leave because it's just craziness. Even though these places are all SHA certified places, you know, all the staff are vaccinated and whatnot, and everybody's kind of sticking to what they need to do. But nevertheless, it seems to continue on. I don't know what the big deal is. I would hope that as the country reopens more, they certainly will think about reopening everything in the country and creating an atmosphere that tourists would enjoy. And moving on along, Hua Hin quiet after reopening. The resort town of Hua Hin remained quiet on the first day of the nation's reopening to fully vaccinated tourists with only 10% of hotel rooms in the area booked and mostly by Thai visitors. The chairman of the Prachakiri Khan Tourism Industry Council said bookings for November remained slow. Only 10% of rooms in the area were booked and the majority of reservations were made by Thais, said Mr. Rung Joy, who is the managing director of Hua Hin Grand Hotel. So far, we've had no bookings by foreigners, he said. He said the lack of interest from foreign tourists from the confusion surrounding travel requirements between regions, though he remained confident bookings will eventually pick up. Niti Sipre, Deputy Governor of the Tourism Authority of Thailand, said bookings remained low in Hua Hin as the country had only just reopened the vaccinated tourists from low-risk countries on Monday. But in a week or so, he said the numbers of foreign arrivals would begin to rise. Meanwhile, in Phuket, Governor Narong Wunsi said yesterday the provincial administration would ask a mobile cabinet meeting to be held in Krabi this month to consider its health sandbox scheme. The project, Mr. Narang said, will see state hospitals on the island upgraded to attract high-income patients from abroad. These are people interested in seeking treatment using modern medical technology. And following up on a story we did during the week in relation to diesel, uh, diesel will now be capped at no more than 30 baht per litre. The National Energy Policy Council will on November 5th propose a reduction in oil collection revenue into the Energy Conservation Promotion Fund from 10 satang to 5 satang for one to two years. So the price of diesel does not exceed 30 thai baht per litre, Energy Minister Permanent Secretary Kulit Sambatsari announced on Wednesday. A request by the Land Transportation Federation of Thailand to fix the price of diesel at 25 Thai baht per litre is not feasible as the oil fund does not have enough money to subsidise up to 10 baht. The oil fund is presently only 7.14 billion and will be used to freeze the price of diesel at 30 Thai baht per litre until the end of the year. The Oil Fund Management Committee has to prepare an additional 20 billion loan to freeze oil prices until April 2022. The draft loan criteria will be presented to the Cabinet for consideration at a meeting sometime this month. Kulit added that Thailand imports approximately 965,000 barrels of crude oil per day from the Middle East, Malaysia, Indonesia, the United States and Russia. Some 89% of oil is imported and only 11% or about 100,000 barrels per day is produced by Thailand. Therefore, domestic oil prices have moved in accordance with world prices, he said. And finally, some Phuket news. Phuket teens wanted for vaccination study. Teenagers in Phuket from 12 to 17 years old are wanted for a study to compare the effects of subdermal vaccinations injected under the skin compared with much deeper intramuscular injections. 
Vishira offers walk-in vaccinations for 3,000 people. Vishira Phuket Hospital, the main government hospital on the island, is offering walk-in vaccinations for 3,000 people as it moves to help increase the number of people on the island vaccinated against COVID-19. This is also open for both Thai and foreigners. And finally, man jumps off Phuket Bridge. Rescue workers and local fishermen this morning resumed the search for a 25-year-old Phuket man who parked his pickup halfway across the bridge leading off Phuket late last night and leapt over the edge into the fast-moving water below. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kira Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.